behind the shade. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm well. It's been what five years since we last talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> how are things? I know you've been busy. How are things going? Things are good. Things are really good. I feel like January was a really slow start to the year, and now we're in Feb, and things are going at a hundred miles an hour. Um, and I'm just trying to keep up with all the different projects, which is really, really exciting for later on this year. So it's good. It's really good. How are things with you? Um, good as well. Um, it's getting busy. I think um, since we last spoke, I think both of our situations probably have taken off in February. February seems totally different than January. I know the energy completely different. Yeah, it's like um, I don't even know how to describe it. It feels like everything is starting to make sense. <laughs> all all <laughs> the work, all the dots are being connected. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, how have you been like overall? I know it's been a little bit since we, we've talked. Things are good. Um, yeah, things things are really, really good right now. I feel like, you know, when you're um, on the right path and you set yourself up for success in November and December, and now things are like coming to fruition, things are popping up that you're like, oh yeah, I did that back then. Like, wow, look at it now. All of those kind of things are like adding up. Um, so I feel like in a such a good place business-wise, I feel like a really, really like similar place that I was in November because we've been in lockdown for so long, <laughs> personally-wise. I feel like nothing personal has changed, but my business has moved forward, which is so important for me. I'm so happy to hear that because I know... Um... <laughs> Because I take for me um, to hear people that I've come in contact with that have, you know, as part of my network, I love hearing about their successes because it pushes you forward and it makes you feel that you're a part of their journey as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's a certain mindset behind that as well, because when you are in a really bad place and you hear everybody around you is doing well, it can put you push you further down. But when you're in a really good place and people around you are doing really well, you get energy from that like you get really hyped up especially because I'm a coach so my whole job is to like boost people and make sure they're doing good and make sure they're on their right path for them and so I just get so much energy from hearing like happy stories and things absolutely absolutely it's like you're it's like you're running the marathon and you see your friends ahead of you but they're looking back they're like come on you can do it too and then you get that yeah. extra burst of energy absolutely. and you're all running right <laughs> yeah exactly so I guess we'll officially get started and I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Shades. I have a returning guest <laughs> all the way from Lockdown City. No, I'm joking. She's all the way from the UK, Risha, and I appreciate her coming back and becoming a regular and I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Well, thank you firstly for having me back. Um, so my name is Arisha Boyranji and I am the founder of The Coachable You. I am a quarter life crisis and mindset coach. So I support women with that 
moment in life where they don't really know what their what path they're meant to be on what their purpose is they feel like there's something missing that there's a disconnect between them and the life that they're living and want to make a change they want to make that their life more fulfilling they want to feel satisfied in their lives and being able to do that and being able to take people through that mindset journey and their action journey is what i support with is how i live my life and i love it <laughs> perfect um i know for those listening out there her first interview with me was just released earlier on in the year and you know what it came out and i'll let you touch on it it came out so well like the the ideas that you expressed the conversation i enjoyed it um I hope everyone has something to take away from it. Looking back, how was that experience for you? I think we touched on so many amazing topics. I feel like the most important ones for me were um, the inner voices and the hive mind. Because one, you always need to be in that mindset of growth. And part of that mindset of growth is supporting yourself, like with the words and the sayings that you say to yourself, with your mantras, with your prayers, whatever, the way that you communicate with yourself is so important. And then the hive mind, making sure your circle, your community is there for you, is boosting you, is supporting you in any way that they can. I think those are two really important topics. Have you strengthened your inner circle since then? And what have you done to continue to keep your inner circle, your hive mind strong as you're entering the later I, part of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about, um, I was being interviewed last night as well, and I, we were discussing this because you're either a, a, like a fixed mindset or a growth mindset type of person, and you can change like as you, the years go by, but you start off either in either camp. And I was saying that I've met so many more people in lockdown than I do when I'm like free in the world, when I'm traveling and I'm going out more. I've met so many amazing people and connected with so many new coaches and clients and business women. And it's been incredible because I think the more that you speak your truth, the more connected you are to, to the rest of the world. And I think because I keep speaking about the way that my journey's been, speaking about people going through their quarter life crisis, speaking about how your mindset can change and can really support you in your growth. And it's not a, it's not always having to be a battle as well. And I think that just attracts more people to finding out more and, and like piques their curiosity almost. How important is it for each of us to own our truth? And then when we own it, we're positioning in a way that, you know what? I want people to experience this. I want people to learn from this. I want people to take away and understand that they don't have to um, mold themselves over expectations. I know that's something we talked about, how yeah. what you grow up and you're supposed to be this way, this way, this way. But how important is it to own our truth and to put our truth out there? So because I who are beginning their their self-realization or their self self like truest self journey i think that your truth changes because of your journey because of what you're trying to achieve so currently if you're at the beginning of your um self-development phase and you're just starting out so many of your 
so-called truths, the stories that you rely on, the stories that you base all of your decisions on, are going to change because those truths have kept you where you are. And it's about really looking at your so-called truths or your belief system and thinking, well, does this match where I'm going? Does this match who I want to be? Does this fit into the world that I would love to live in? And looking at those kind of truths and seeing what well, actually no, what what would actually support me and what stories can I tell myself? And I always um I always tell the story about um your your truths and the things that you believe. So when I was a kid, my mum would tell me that eating chocolate at nighttime would give me nightmares. Now as a kid that's a really good story to believe because obviously it's going to stop you eating sweets late at night it's not good for your teeth it's not good for your health it's just all around not a good idea and that's brilliant as a child but as an adult it's a complete like fake story fake news and you learn these things as you grow older that the stories that you you base all your decisions on may not come from you, may not be necessarily true, but they've been a really useful truth at some point in your life. And so looking at things like that and deciding, does that still work for me? Does my corporate life or my corporate title still mean the same as it did before? Do I need to be in a relationship or do I need some alone time? Do I need to be this type of person to grow or do I need to let all of those things go and just be me for a bit? And quite often our truest self is hidden under a lot of assumptions and a lot of expectations. And it's about digging past all of those things to get to your truest version of you. It's like how sometimes we wear a mask hiding ourselves yeah. from the world, right? Like we have our truth, but we're protective of it to the point where um, we may want to fit in and mask our own truth and you made a good point about the story with your mother telling you that chocolate will give you <laughs> nightmares right how many times for the parents out there how many times do we tell our children these stories um not necessarily because we want to lie to them or we're being secretive we're trying to protect them yeah. in, a, in a way right and i i think it, it goes it ties into that like you know your parents teach you at a young age to protect your truth and as you get older you safeguard it with everything that you you can but do you really ever own it and mm -hmm. i guess that's a question for everyone to answer for themselves mm -hmm. because when they look at themselves in the mirror you want to be happy with who you are yeah what you're becoming and where you're going the people mm -hmm. that you come in contact with have you ever coached them that way to say that you know what love yourself put your truth out there and don't be afraid of maybe the judgment that will come back yeah. to you owning your truth. Yeah. And I think you either work, you're in either like two different sides of the coin on that one, because some people are pulled by the positive thoughts or the, their, their visions and their dreams. And some people are pushed from what they don't want to be. So their pain points are what pushes them forward to, I don't want to be this way anymore what do I need to do to take the next step? And some people work towards their dreams and constantly stay focused towards their goals. So like either way is how I support people, you know? Was there a situation that you've had recently where um, you needed to practice that, where you, where you felt that you weren't owning your truth 
in the best way possible? Yeah. Um, so I think every single entrepreneur I know has been through this, right? Um, when especially when you're on new projects, you find this new, brilliant, beautiful baby, and you want to do everything in your possible power to make it work, to make it grow, to be healthy, to be exactly what you want it to be and so you utilize every single hour of the day you forget to eat you forget to sleep you forget to speak to anybody <laughs> and I think it's about learning like when to stop and when to take a break and I think I keep learning that the more that I do the more space that I need to give myself as well because when you when you build things, things happen a lot quicker because you get used to it. And so you get a little bit deeper and you get a little bit wider. And so the things that you want to do become take more time because they're bigger and the bigger projects that you get are really, really exciting. But it's about remembering and reminding yourself that looking after you is looking after your foundation. It's what everything else is based on. And that's the most important part as it I think that's a good way to avoid burnout because um, I look at yeah. myself. Um, I've been recording. I think I shared this with you last time how from September last year to December last year in the three months, I did 20 podcast interviews. Nah. And then it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I set a goal January 2021 is I want to do 40 for the whole year. Okay. As of February, let me check the date. Not that I'm looking away from you. As of February 15th, everyone, I have done 85 total. No way. I've done 65 interviews this year in oh just under God, two months. That's mad. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm at the point where I feel that, and this is where um, self-evaluation, self-care, self-love, self-identity comes from. I know I'm at the point where I can't sustain this. Mm -hmm. It's unrealistic, right? Like 65 in 12 months is a more realistic goal. 65 in two months is unrealistic. Yeah. So what I did was, April's my birthday month. I said that I'm going to take the whole month off because you need to regroup, re-energize, and you need to spend some time with yourself. Absolutely. For someone that has so many projects on the go, is that what you meant by saying that you need to find out what's true to you because yeah. if you were to burn out the first couple months of the year you're setting yourself up for a disastrous end of the year. yeah I think for me it's it's more about being able to do nothing and the the strength that you learn and that you receive from being able to sit back totally chill out and really really be still and silent with yourself because we all have a million thoughts a day. And I think when you give yourself that break, you can only go upwards and you can only go further when you do let yourself off for a little bit and just take a breath. And it's so important to realize that, you know, all of the tools and techniques that I do to, to find myself and to stay grounded with myself, like meditation, like journaling, are really really important daily habits but sometimes you just need to stop everything and just be and that's just as equally as important did you ever find it 
difficult to just stop and say, you know what, let me take yeah. this time and let me be okay with doing nothing. Because from the conversations you, you and I have had, we've known each other for, for quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like equal energy, right? You're on the go. I'm on the go. We have all these things planned and we plan so much yeah. in, a, in a short period of time. Is it easy for you to take a step back and say, you know what? I need a me day. I need a yeah. me week. I think it's getting easier. It was, and and I say this because I'm always learning, I'm always growing. It's getting easier because I know how necessary it is. Like I understand how refreshed I feel after giving myself a me day. Like physically, is it easier because we're in lockdown, because there are so many regulations, because things are completely on pause right now? That's the struggle and it's about figuring out how I can give myself a spa day at home, how I can meet all of my girlfriends and go for brunch via Zoom. It's about really adjusting what you love and how to fill your cup up in in your own four walls. For the people, like for, you, you made a good point, like take that time, reconnect with friends because it's so much harder to, you can't just open your door, walk down the street and say, Hello, you know, <laughs> because we're all going through this this pandemic and a lot of us are, are in lockdown and have to stay at home and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But I look at it as as soon as you get, and this is for all the those small business owners out there, those just out of their company, those realizing their dream. As soon as you get a taste of success, as soon as you get the taste and the thrill of, you know what, I plan to achieve this goal on this day, but I achieved it earlier. Once you get that thrill, it's hard to stop and take a moment to, you know, isn't it? Yes. It's because that success looks like you switch a light on. And in reality, success is 20,000 lights that you have to look after and refill and make sure they're functioning and check all the wiring. Like there's so much to looking and being successful. Um, and I think that's the thing. Once you, it's easier living in the unknown but once that door's open and once you realize how much work it takes and how much energy it takes and because it feels so empowering putting your thing all the way out there and it being appreciated by the right people that's so rewarding that's incredible and yes of course it's so hard to stop and it's so hard to to bend that into a new project and it's so hard to think of your life any other way after that line of success but it's really important to look after your foundation and i think there are people that and like you were saying that's what leads to like breakdowns and that's what leads to crashes and burns because if you don't look after your foundation you're literally building an empire in the sky yeah because we spend so many hours so many um days building this up because for a lot of us it's like our child Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When you have that newborn child, you spend every waking moment. Yeah, you may complain that I'm not getting enough sleep. That's the same way business owners say, right? I feel like I haven't slept in days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And and for some, I I remember working in the corporate world, and it was almost like um, a badge of honor if you hadn't slept for three days straight, or if you'd come into work at seven in the morning before everyone like it was almost like 
who can do outdo each other and who can be better by suffering the most and in reality that only leads to really bad health and really bad mental and physical health and i think when you realize how successful you can be by doing all the things that serve you the best that is a big game changer it's like the people bragging about not getting paid for all the overtime hours and yeah. working, right? <laughs> yeah, like, well, okay, do you want to leave or do you want to continue working? Like, it's bizarre when you think back <laughs> to it. When I think back to it, even, I just think, wow, I, I'm in a completely different place right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days where you come in, let's say 30, 60 minutes before your, your start time, and then you leave 30, 60 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then once you get home, you're tired and you're always wondering why. And it's like, well, you're working 14 hours. You work, sorry, you're working 10, 12 hour days. Yeah, right? absolutely. And then some, and then some. And I think the, the corporate world, it does take over your life. And some people love it and thrive off of it. And they live for that kind of lifestyle. And some people don't, and I'm definitely not one of those people. And I think because the corporate world takes over your world, like I used to get up and be on a train at 7.18, be at work, go for lunch with people at work, hang out after work with people at work, go to the gym with people at work. Like all of my weekends were, were with people from work and it's like, it's all consuming. And then taking a completely different direction is like rebuilding your entire life and it's tough and it's long but it's so worth it that's another thing like when for those who who may not be in a corporate setting you always remember the time you're leaving to go to work and it's never on the hour it's always like a 718 (laughs) 420 you you know what i mean it's like you don't ever finish on the hour (laughs) it's not clean it's very very messy (laughs) yeah and and you begin to I don't want to say it takes over your life, but that's probably a good way to describe it is everything you start to do becomes centered around your work. Mm-hmm. You know what? You travel to work, you're probably traveling with the people. You probably see the people that work there. Mm-hmm. When you want to go out and eat, you're going out to lunch with them, dinner with them. Yeah. And then you reach a point where even the grocery stores and the restaurants you go to are the ones that your colleagues go to. It's like, I think, and I, I spoke to us regards to us. It's like it's a relationship, yeah. Where um, I was this person, I'm with Arisha now. Now all of a sudden, I don't even remember the restaurants I used to go to. It's always <laughs> right. It's always where you go to now. It's like it's taken over your life, and that same amount of energy you can put into something that you can ultimately own. Was it like that? Were you for you? Where it's was taking over your life and then you reach a point where you're like you know what let me take a step back this isn't for me let me take that same energy and put it to something that i'm passionate and i'm going to love like the coachable you yeah it was and i think i stayed for too long in my old job so i started my business whilst i was still working because i think that level of income is so useful when you're starting a business um and i think that's a lot of that's what i tell a lot of people that like when you start a business it's really really expensive and it's tough but if you've got a steady income you'll always succeed a hell of a lot more than if you just quit day one and go all in and have no idea where your income's coming from um but i also think that there's there's a point where you realize that you're every single day is working towards something that you 
no longer align yourself with you no longer love you no longer want to be around and that's the really really tough part of working in a company that you don't want to be in whether you want to do another job or whether you want to retire or start your own business whatever direction you want to take your life in the least the least uh, if you love if you don't love that thing anymore it becomes so much harder and harder and harder and you become more negative and more negative and more negative. But if you can build your dream path or if you can create a new CV for your dream job or create a retirement plan that you absolutely adore, that's so much more power empowering and builds your positive mindset at the same time. And I believe that's what a lot of people experience because many people will reach that point where because it's such a fine line between liking what you do and not liking it right love and hate is a little bit different because those are two extremes where if you love something you love it with all your heart if you hate it same thing just a different um, emotion but you're right you reach a point where i no longer like this and then you ask yourself the question what am i going to do and if you don't know what to do then you're going to run into a problem because then you may begin to resent your current situation. You may begin to resent the people around you. And then that's when things start to fall apart more quickly. And as you mentioned, you stay in something for longer than you necessarily should. Um, yeah, what absolutely. would you tell someone? What would you tell someone that is reaching that point? Like, what's the? What would be the? I guess the warning signs. I think a little bit differently. I think men and women work very differently. I think men. Um, and I mean like not I'm not generalizing but in people that function from their masculine energy tend to look outwards in in terms of their dislike and disdain and women tend to look inwards or feminine like people that work from their feminine energy tend to look inwards and think it's me that's the problem why can't I just fix myself to love it why can't I stick this out for longer why can't I fix this problem and 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 for both sides i think it's really really simple it's the realization that you don't like it but you can do something about it and not getting yourself into a negative place but getting yourself into a constructive place where yes you wake up every single day yes you go to a job that you don't like yes you work with people that you don't like but it's temporary if you go home and you read another book, you've done something for you. If you go home and make a business plan, you've done something for you. If you go home and figure out where you're going to spend your summer's golfing, like you've done something for you. Those are the things that light you up and will keep you going for a hell of a lot longer. And it's in that in between of, I don't know what I want to do is where you hire me <laughs> and we figure it out together. <laughs> And we take take that type of a journey because some people don't know. Some people just get stuck in that, I don't like this and I have no idea where to go from here. And that's a really tough, sticky place to be. But knowing that there is another side to this and that you can find something that you love to do and that does fulfill you is, is a completely new level of you. Do you help them to master that energy? Because what if some of us don't know which energy is um is inside of it at that point because it's not a, it's not like it's 
energy for man, energy for woman. It's your masculine energy, which allows you to see things outwardly. And it's your feminine energy, which allows you to see things inwardly. How do you help people master that type of energy and identify the energy that they have? So to speak really generally, your masculine energy is your go, go, go. It's your organizing, it's your doing energy. Your feminine energy is your flow energy. So if, if things feel right, it works off of your creative side. So it's it's really about finding those things that you really love to do for hours and hours. And the only way to um, figure that out is to really sit with yourself and see like, does being on the ball and having your every single hour planned out work for you? Or does it feel better to wake up and do your to-do list and see what emotions and what feelings you're sitting in and work with those throughout your day? And it's, it's I mean, there's always two camps, but you always have to have a little bit of a, a little bit of both because we all need we all need to get our shit done every single day. We can't <laughs> sit in our like emotional beings, but it is about how to utilize both for the best of you and yes that is something i support with because i think the way that i structured my business and the way that i built my business is from my intuition and i think that is what makes me so much more powerful and building that deeper connectivity with myself and understanding how my intuition works and how to tap into it is super super powerful so is it, um, because you mentioned the two energies and you made a, a good example, is it as simple, and I'm generalizing here because I don't want to say that it's a simple process because it definitely yeah. isn't, um, but is it as simple as saying, this is the type of energy I need at this moment, and this is the type of energy I don't need, and then you move accordingly to how the situation dictates your day, your week, your month, and ultimately your life? It's about which energy you find to be more helpful. <clears throat> so I I remember there's an amazing, amazing book and it's called The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. And the book is amazing. The storytelling, the writing is beautiful. And after reading it, I really wanted to be that person that woke up at 5am and read for an hour, journaled for an hour, meditated for an hour, did some form of a workout. Like the I think the book breaks it down into 20 minutes each but I think I wanted to be that person and then start my day off in such a constructive way but I'm not that type of person I don't wake up at 5 a.m it just doesn't work for me or my body or, or as I am I love waking up around seven and doing all of those same things and that's okay because I work better at 10 11 at night I'm still wired and still going and I can still create at 10 11 o'clock at night so that works better for me if i go to bed at midnight and wake up at seven that's a pattern that works with my body that's a pattern that works with my brain i'm still functioning i'm not needing to take naps or eat or drink um energy drinks i'm really good in that side so it's about figuring out who you are and if you would rather work on things that are creative or if you work better with a to-do list it's entirely up to you but things that support your journey and support the way you learn and the way you grow are not necessarily what everybody else is doing it is a very much a personal journey and i will agree that i found that journaling um and mm -hmm. doing my yoga my med and my meditation in the morning helps to set the tone in my day 
hundred percent. It's one of those things that people don't realize how much it helps you because it's such a quiet support. It's such a um, an essence almost. It's like how you feel, and we do, we're not normally taught about our emotions or sitting with them and sitting and seeing how we feel for the rest of the day. But it's so important. It is, and it's interesting as and you mentioned it that many people don't do that because the last thing you want is to be so rushed where you're jumping out of your bed bright-eyed and you know you're in a rush but if you calm it down and put your thoughts on paper and if you clear your mind your day is so much more controlled yeah so much better mm-hmm. and you mentioned it that what works for me may not work for you because I'm a morning and night person similar to you. I can from seven, eight, from seven thirty when I wake up until 10 30, I, I can go at a hundred, I can go at full speed the whole day because I've organized and I've planned my day as such and where I'm always getting my rest for those who, um, whose days are a little bit more chaotic for those who um, maybe are not as well planned. What advice would you give to them to help them have a more structured and a more controlled day where very little can go wrong if anything does go wrong? I think two things. One, things can never go wrong if you're in the right mindset. I think that if you, there's this thing, it's called our reticular activating system. And if you've already got a negative mindset, everything you do, everything you produce, everything that happens to you is always going to be negative. But if you train your reticular activating system to look out for the positive, because you're a naturally positive person or because you want more of that in your life and you set your day up that way, you're more likely to have a, a positive outlook on the day and a positive Um, response to everything that happens to you and have a better outlook have a better day Um, and two for those people that are looking to get more out of their day but still work 12 hours a day um, I would say build your your to-do list as a weekly to-do list but make sure you do have one thing that's a non-negotiable so for like you and I it's meditating my one of my non-negotiables for my personal life is meditating one of my non-negotiables for my business is getting back to all the emails and messages because I, I really love connecting with my my clients and my community like in that way and that's some, one thing that does help me feel like I'm in my business and regarding the email thing, for those who don't understand, like, and that's big, like getting <laughs> back. And the reason why I, I, I'll say that is this is not like dating where you can just disappear after a bad date, right? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different when you're running your own business. You can't quote unquote ghost anyone because you don't know how that person can be later on, right? Like you and I have a pretty good communication. Mm-hmm. since we first introduced right let's say um you know what it soured for whatever the reason and you ended up continuing to ascend i continue to ascend and then we eventually we're going to reconnect mm-hmm. we're going to cross paths some way because i believe the hardest time to cross paths with someone is the first time right i believe when you cross paths with someone once 
you will, you're destined to cross paths with them a second time. So you want to make sure to your point that you're getting back to the conversation, getting back to the communication and you're having these non-negotiable things because you, at some point you may need something from someone mm-hmm. and you want to have that open dialogue. And when you mentioned meditation, you want to be able to put yourself in a right state of mind to do that because yeah. answering emails, man, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> not. And I think, for you and I like these are like we both do things that we absolutely love so we always put our heart and our soul into it and that takes a lot of energy (laughs) where do you want your journey to take women right because I know that um when you mentioned the quarter life crisis the coachable you you're helping Mm -hmm. women um quarter to be what I call it the best version of themselves to make sure that they're setting themselves up for success where do you want to take them going forward I want to teach women that it's okay to one, live in your feminine energy, two, to trust your intuition, and three, be whatever you want to be, wear whatever you want to wear, have whatever you want to have. And I think that when I was growing up, it was so difficult to be the way that I wanted to be or to, to say the things that I wanted to say because it didn't fit in and it wasn't what other people in my society would speak about and growing up and and experiencing new people and new cultures it's really opened my eyes up to the possibilities and the strengths within women which is why I like supporting women so much and that's what I want to grow into I want to help support people that maybe didn't start off that way but build that freedom into their lives and how much of your own experiences are you putting into that push to show women that you know what you can be who you want to be you can live in that energy and there isn't anything wrong with that because that energy will love you as much as you love it yeah uh, everything all of the experiences that i've had i share with my clients because that's how i round my coaching so in essence i trained to be a personal business coach because i didn't want to hurt anybody like that was my main thing like I wanted to make sure that I was constructive and not destructive and I I had to do that training for myself even though I have a psychology degree and I read so much and I'm a smart individual I still wanted to have that background of of coaching specifically and in essence that just supported my life's journey and supported me and my stories and I think from that place I can coach in a much more open and more trusting of me and my clients method 